This is Total Retail Tech Insights. The content retail executives need to optimize their use of technology throughout their organizations. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Tech Insights. I'm Joe Keenan, Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. And I'm joined on today's episode by Jay Hinman, who is the Vice President of Marketing at Lilly AI. Jay and I are going to be discussing a recently released report from Lilly AI around uh, site search conversion, uh, as well as predictive intelligence and the role uh, that an artificial intelligence has in, have in optimizing consumers' on-site shopping experiences. So thanks for joining me today, Jay. Thanks so much for having me, Joe. Great to be here. So as I noted, uh, Vice President of Marketing at Lilly AI, I think first uh, for the audience sake, for those that might be unfamiliar with Lilly AI, can you tell us a little bit about the company? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, we work with retailers and brands across the fashion, home and beauty industries. And we accurately connect their shoppers with the relevant products that they're looking to buy. And we do this by integrating a product attribute management platform. And it uses AI and uh, NLP technologies, and it analyzes the retailers and the brand's product catalogs. And then it injects customer-centric product attributes across the breadth of their existing retail stack. So that would include the site search engine, their PIM, their demand generation tools, And the goal is to drive immediate relevance and then connect those products with the buying objectives of customers. And so, you know, over the the course of our our, uh, lifetime, we have started to work with some of the biggest brands in the world, like The Gap and retailers like Macy's. And we drive an eight to nine figure revenue uplift or so for site search conversions, demand forecasting accuracy, and helping them with rapid product onboarding. And really, the focus is in helping them move away from outdated legacy kind of out of the box product taxonomy into a customer centered language and have that language become a foundational core layer that powers their entire retail stack. Uh, First, thanks for that. It's a great overview of uh, the organization and the work that you're doing at Lilly AI. So then my follow up is uh, how about yourself personally? Tell us a little bit about your professional experience and what led you to join Lilly AI. Yeah, my, well, my background is, it's, it's, it's a fairly long career in leading all aspects of marketing, really primarily B2B marketing and primarily within SaaS companies. But what really gets me going is working with newer companies to kind of build super strong competencies in uh, demand generation, branding and messaging, product marketing. And I've done so kind of at larger companies like Opera Software and Moby TV and at kind of smaller companies like BirdEye and others. And I got the chance to build the marketing team at Lilly AI last year, almost a year now. And I totally jumped at the opportunity when I met the senior team. And I saw the caliber of the retailers who were already using Lilly. And then when I met the team and I saw their vision to deliver something that had really been missing from the industry, which is this kind of underlying layer that powers the whole retail stack. And we we see it firsthand ourselves when we try to search for clothing. And by we, I mean any of us who go online and try to search for clothing or electronic or home goods on a retailer's website and you put in something that you think is going to deliver you what you're looking for and you get 78 irrelevant results and maybe one or two that come close to the term that was entered and you can go test it on just about anybody's site right now of course except for the ones that work with Lilly and you'll you'll see that firsthand. So I mentioned as I introduced the two of us Jay that Lilly AI recently released a report in conjunction with Total Retail that report was titled or is titled Searching for Higher On-Site Conversion Rates, Why AI and Predictive Intelligence is the Answer Retailers Are Looking For. 
So let's go back to kind of the, the genesis of this report and talk a little bit about the pain point that this report from Lilly AI addresses. What, what did you kind of want to talk about in, in terms of the challenges retailers are having as a, when it relates to uh, site search and, and sort of that personalized experience? Sure. I mean, most retailers of a certain size understand that having an on-site search engine to drive their shoppers to the products that they're looking for is important, right? And I'm talking about a Bloomreach or a Demandware or an Algolia, et cetera. But what so many others have come to realize is that there's a bigger problem that really hampers the effectiveness of those search engines. And it's really a garbage in, garbage out type of problem. Um, so if your product catalog has product attributes that are defined by legacy out of the box attributes, you know, spreadsheet based stuff, maybe provided directly by manufacturers or distributors, and manual or manually attributed attributed by the retailer. So great, you'll get like the color of the item, whether it's women's or men's, the size, maybe the fabric or a few other things. But what about the things that really matter to unique consumers? Things like the cut, the shape, whether it has a logo on it, whether it's for a party, or even whether it meets a certain trend like Coastal Grandmother or Y2K or whatever else is hot right now. It is really amazing hearing from so many well-known companies just how poorly they're serving these customers. In fact, one of our customers who's a major global uh, luxury retailer, they told us that they do pretty well with search results when it's very simple attributes like black women's blouse. And they say that those types of searches that are just kind of basic, that's roughly half of them and they serve those fairly well. But the other half, is longer tail or semantic searches for styles or for occasions or for embellishments. So an example would be something like floral pattern V-neck women's blouse with lace. You know, until this uh, retailer started using our taxonomy, they, the customer almost never converted on their site, someone putting something like that in because she'd get really poor results and therefore yeah. she would jump to somebody else's site. So by increasing the relevant results for descriptive searches like this by 30X, they quickly drove 20 million in incremental revenue. It's a great example, and it speaks to programming your search results in the language that customers are speaking. And, you know, so that's really kind of that natural language and, and being able to serve up results based upon all these different ways that consumers are searching for products. Um, I did want to talk about the impact that product attribution and or lack thereof um, can have on a retail business. And we could talk about site search, but also beyond there's, you know, there's other facets beyond site search that product attribution has an impact on. Can you address that a little bit, Jay? Yeah, I mean, th think of poor product attribution as having a cascading effect. And it actually starts right there at item setup when you're first trying to attribute the products, whether manually or automated. I actually heard from our product marketing lead just yesterday that she was on a call or listening to a call with a prospect, and they're in such a hurry to manually attribute their products and get them on the shelves that they just put fake stuff in there, which totally blew me away. And that's one of the reasons they were talking to us. And you can only imagine what effect that has on site search, but also when you move away from manual attribution and into rapid visual scanning and automated kind of product taxonomy mapping and building, you really save that initial item setup team a ton of time and it lets them focus on doing things that they should be doing instead. And so now you've got a product taxonomy with 15 to 20 attributes per product rather than three or three to five, maybe. It also lets you offer better product recommendations because you understand the relationship between attributes that helps people put extra things into their online shopping carts. It also lets you do better SEO and SEM even before they reach your site, because now those long tail searches come up with your ad and not someone else's ad. 
Um, it allows you to offer better filtering and facets on your site because you're using the terms and the categories that consumers actually use. And it even helps greatly with demand forecasting because it lets you gather proxy products through you know, uh, computer vision, Lily AI powered computer vision to accurately forecast demand for brand new product lines. Because now you understand maybe that that blouse we just talked about, it didn't sell just because it was black, but because it had lace embellishments and it was V-neck. And so you're gonna want more things like that and not just more black things. And I think, you know, as, I'm, as you're speaking about this, Jay, I'm thinking about even further down the line in terms of um, your inventory management and getting the right products, you know, you're, so you're, you're helping to uh, limit overstocks and out of stocks because you're getting a better sense of what your consumers are searching for. So then you're buying those products and then also, you know, the markdown effect so you can sell goods at, at um, you know, full margin versus having the mark products down. I, I would imagine there's those benefits as well. Yeah, that's actually an ancillary benefit that maybe even when we first started kind of talking about what we did, we, we really knew that the, the key use case for a lot of people was going to be site search and fixing their on-site search, even if they keep their existing engine, you know, having the attribution layer below that to, uh, to really power that and then also recommendations. But we did find that one of the key things, obviously, in retail is full margin sales and not having to mark something down later. So when you can understand, you know, when what buying, you can improve your buying cycle and make sure you You've got things on the shelves that actually match things that sold in the past. You know why they sold, not just that they sold, uh, really helps with demand forecasting as well. Yep. And to your point as well, driving that qualified search traffic, those consumers that are showing intent, you know, high level of intent for specific products, um, you're getting them to your site, they're much more likely to convert as well. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about the technology and, and what you're doing at Lily AI specifically around um, helping retailers personalize that online shopping experience that includes site search, that can include product recommendations. Tell us uh, a little bit about the technology behind Lily AI. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you're already one step ahead of the game when you have a product taxonomy that's built with the language of the customer in mind. But we use this extensive product data that we've built really with a human-powered taxonomy where we actually have uh, domain experts who kind of understand the worlds of fashion and beauty and home and technology, and they understand sort of what upcoming trends are. So they sort of build that personally. And we use that extensive product data to train our AI models which means that we now know more about what shoppers are actually browsing and buying and why they're doing that. So you can now deliver better product recommendations with visually similar matching and algorithms that are based on uh, Lily AI's 15,000 plus product attribution taxonomy. And you know, one story that I think maybe illustrates this, I'm kind of interested in is how ThreadUp, who are a longtime Lily AI customer, and they're the leading resale retail platform in fashion, they've dealt with the problem of having millions of unique items and thousands of ways to look for them. This is, you know, there's just constant new SKUs coming in on their site. So with such a large SKU count, there's no way they can manually attribute all the items of clothing or the accessories that come into them on a daily basis. So now Lily tags over 275,000 images for them each week in an automated fashion. And this has actually resulted in a lift of 15% in their sell-through of these items. But what's even more interesting they are also kind of experimenters. So they, we power an amazing part of their site called Thrift the Look, which feeds social content from ThreadUp fans. They post their own looks and their outfits into ThreadUp. 
And then our AI turns this into recommended items that ThreadUp shoppers can buy based on these outfits. You're like, oh, you like this? Well, you might like this as well. And so we pull from the existing product catalog at that moment. And the AI basically says, well, you like her handbag? Here's three other handbags that look kind of like that. So it's, it's really like social commerce and visual search at its finest. And you mentioned earlier, I think another, you know, you mentioned Macy's is a client of Lily AI, thinking of the breadth of their SKUs, um, the value that they can get from a product like this. Because, Jay, maybe actually I think it might be good just to talk about when uh, you get product information, product detail data from the supplier, how limited is that in scope? You talked maybe there's three to five attributes. Is that kind of common? What do you see or what are you hearing from retailers when they get the product attribution data from the manufacturer supplier versus what you know they ultimately end up needing to go to market with. Right, it's, it depends on just how, how intent they are in, on capturing sort of those longer tail and more specific searches from people. But what we found is that so many are still relying on kind of outdated spreadsheet-based tools or just very quick manual attribution to get things on the shelves. So what generally will arrive from a manufacturer or a distributor or what's manually attributed there, it just fits those really basic categories. like you know, color, size, men's versus women's, that sort of thing. If you're talking fashion and there's mm -hmm. slightly different attributes, if you're talking home or if you're talking beauty and that's what goes on the site, that's what goes on the shelf as well. Um, and when, if we can get that up to 15 to 20 or so, it's just a, it's a game changer for being able to find, you know, someone who just wants to go a little bit deeper, who wants to do synonyms. I mean, the one that we always use as a synonym is like, there's, there was the big fad of the nap dress, but some people call a nap dress, a loose dress. And some people call it a sundress and some people call it, you know, there's like 800 other things that you can call a nap dress. Well, if you don't have that sort of semantic search kind of underlying layer of attributes, you, you might turn up the nap dress, but if someone searches for it as a sundress, maybe it doesn't show up yeah yeah it's a great example yeah so how about um any specific examples that you can share from lily ai customers on how they're using enriched product data to drive these better outcomes you know we're talking about increased conversion on site higher average order value um tell us a little bit uh about a specific example or two that you might have sure yeah i mean i gave you the the thread up example i mean another good one we had a, in 2021, a large multi-brand specialty retailer. They had been um, encountering multiple challenges, making sure that their extensive catalog of clothing and apparel was being discovered by shoppers on their online properties. And most specifically, their big pain point was via on-site search. And so a subset of their CCs or their SKUs were provided to Lily AI to add product attribute tagging to. And we did a control. So a control was versus product that was not tagged using Lily AI to see if this actually worked so we could prove it to them. And the primary KPI that they sought to measure was demand and how it was impacted based on product views and product discoverability and search intent. And they were looking to improve the core customer journey at the end of the day. And they really wanted to make sure that they had deep and consistent product attribution, and they really wanted to show a lift in top line revenue. So they also wanted to make sure that there was, it was low lift integration and the implementation, you know, on their side wasn't so, so much. So we were able to provide that to them as well. And so our output for this search test was deployed into their search engine for full implementation. They didn't have to change their search engine now. We could very easily work with their existing provider. And then this retailer saw very rapid and very measurable results in on-site search using the Lily AI platform. So product attributes assigned using Lily AI increased by an average of 33%. 
And then the increase in search-driven demand that was determined by them to be all net additional top-line revenue, and it wasn't displacing sales from other avenues. And so the, obviously we performed a lot better than the control group. And so this led to an 8.5% increase in discoverability uh, measured by the percentage of PDP views that came directly from search. And this increased the likelihood of a relevant product to be shown to a customer based on their search query. And so this in turn resulted in a 3.3% increase in demand driven purely from search. And that led to a $22 million increase in revenue across all their brands. So I know it's like a lot of numbers, but it's kind of like this cascading effect when you sort of just do it better at the front end, it has a real a cascading effect kind of in all of the retail stack. Yeah, and I think it illustrates uh, the point that you're making that that cascading effect. And I, you might not have the numbers on it, but I imagine there was also a, a lifetime value impact too. You know, they're getting a quality, you know, personalized experience. They're more likely to come back and shop with your brand again. Right. I mean, yeah, anecdotally, it's just a no brainer, right? If you search for something on a site and you get what you're looking for the first time, uh, and maybe you even get a recommendation for something that goes with that, that you weren't expecting. Well, of course, not only is your average order size going to be bigger, your basket going to be bigger, but you're going to be much more willing to go back to that site next time. So if you're looking at kind of the business benefits that you would call out that retailers can expect to realize as a result of really being able to truly personalize consumers' online shopping experiences, what are you hearing from your customers? What what are some of the kind of major, major uh, benefits that that you're seeing and uh, that you believe can be achieved through uh, better personalization through site search and through product recommendations and so on. Right. You know, it's some of the things we've been talking about. I mean, the key measurements from having this customer centered product attribution data are of course, incremental revenue, um, on-site conversion rates, a full margin sell-through, things that we talked about. So obviously you wanna be able to sell merchandise before you have to start marking it down to make way for new stuff. And as we just talked about, clearly, if you start making on-site search a really trusted part of your experience, you're going to get repeat e-commerce business from happy customers. Um, an American specialty retailer that we work with just saw a 17.6 increase in average revenue per user from search using Lily AI in just the first 30 days. So that was extremely validating for us. And, and one of the reasons why this is so crucial right now is, you know, Google says that 2.44%, that's the average fashion and apparel e-commerce conversion rate. And that's actually below the overall 2.68% e-commerce average. So just imagine even getting that 2.4, 2.6, imagine getting that to 3% or 4% or 5% just because you're now accurately connecting shoppers with the relevant products they're looking to buy. That's that's huge, and when you, especially when you talk about a large retailer. So we've talked a lot about Lilia AI specifically. Um, I'm interested now on more of a macro perspective. Some of the industry trends as is, is obviously you've worked um, in this space for a while, Jay. Talk about what you're most closely tracking as a company and maybe personally as well, and or believe will have the biggest impact on retailers' businesses uh, as we quickly uh, you know, approach, as crazy as it sounds, the Q4 holiday season. Yeah, it's it's funny how quickly that approaches, right? right. And how and how we're we're really in the summer and we're we're definitely making decisions because a lot of things kind of closed down. I found this out firsthand last year, you know, trying to do things over the holiday season with retailers. Like, oh, we should do a webinar with with this customer. Oh, wait, it's December. There's no way they're gonna get right, in touch right, with us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Live and learn, right? But we're seeing retailers reach out because they really want to recession proof their technology stack. Obviously, that's top of mind right now. And you know, as we've talked about 
product attribution has compounding effects and it can generate higher conversion rates across the retail value chain, but it also helps protect their immediate holiday season revenues while setting up for the future. And it gives them the agility to kind of overcome recession impact because there's clearly worry out there and we're doing our best to try and respond. That's clearly a trend right now. But the other sort of hidden benefit of Lily AI that uh, dovetails with your question is how we help our customers stay on top of trends in home, beauty, and fashion so that they're ordering correctly for Q4. And as I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, our product taxonomy is built by human in-house domain experts. It's a really important part of our team. They come from these deep backgrounds in fashion, beauty, and home and technology companies. They not only get the first crack at building the taxonomy before it's handed over to the AI and to visual scanning, they also produce quarterly trend reports on what's hot right now to help guide our consumers or our, our customers rather and their consumers. And it's this value added service that we provide and it's like the only way that I have any idea what Coastal Grandmother and Y2K Fashion and Cottage Core and things like that are. Um, but our retailers are thankful that we can point them in the proper directions and attribute their products with these tags as well. So lastly, Jay, uh, we've had a great conversation. I'm interested for those that want to learn more about Lily AI. Uh, we talked about the recently released report, Searching for Higher On-Site Conversion Rates why AI and predictive intelligence is the answer retailers are looking for. Uh, you have that out in the market now as well. Tell uh, our audience a little bit more about where they can get in touch with you or what would you would advise them to do as they look for more information about Lily AI? Yeah, well, I would certainly recommend coming to our website at lily.ai and you know definitely take a look at the recent total retail report on some of the challenges with on-site search um, and how to improve them. And you know, right there on our website as well, we have a number of resources, a number of blog posts that kind of tackle this pro uh, problem from different angles. If you're more interested in helping your improving your demand forecasting, we can help you with that. If you're more interested in SEO and SEM, we've got some guides and things like that resources for you to download there as well. So yeah, come check us out. And if you're interested in talking, the initial call is not long and we can give you an overview. Right. Well, uh, really, Lily AI can be a, a, you know wealth of, of information and resources there. So I advise our audience to go check out the website as well. Uh, I want to take the opportunity to thank Jay Hinman, the Vice President of Marketing at Lily AI, for joining us on this episode of Total Retail Tech Insights. Thank you, Jay. Fantastic, Joe. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Tech Insights is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Tech Insights.